Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Healing Her podcast. This is your grief expert and friend, Ashley Lemieux. I am so excited right now. I just landed in New York City. So this is the second podcast episode that we're doing in our New York podcast interview series. And I literally got off the plane, got in an Uber, and then I knocked on the door (laughs) of our next guest's home, who I have been so excited to finally meet in person because I have been following her for so long, I was trying to remember how many years I've been following you online. It's been at least six. Yeah, it's seven, been a really long eight. time. It's been a really long time. So without further delay. It's been a long time coming. Oh, girl. <laughs> okay. I am in the car right now with Noelle Downing, who is an amazing creator, influencer, new mama. Oh my God, I'm, I'm blushing. I am blushing. <laughs> she lives my... New York City dream life and everything she posts just makes me feel helps me find confidence in myself and I just love her so much so welcome. now I'm gonna cry <laughs> welcome to healing her podcast Noelle thank you for having me this is so fun I also have to tell you guys you didn't see the last half an hour of us being together but I pulled out the podcast equipment and we're sitting in her car <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, I honestly wanted to start crying tears because I forgot the important cord that connects all of the mics and the soundboard stuff to the computer. And without it, you literally can't record anything. But that's what is great about doing this with someone who's an influencer because she had all the cords. Yeah, I was like, we have options, many options. It's going to be fine. I even brought some candy too, just as backup, you know, so we're good. (laughs) So Noelle is so talented in so many areas. Something I love about her is that she's so great at home decor. She's so great at fashion. She's so open and helpful with body positivity. She talks about motherhood. There's so many facets of her life that we could talk about. And today, though, especially around the holiday season, what we wanted to talk about together is something that is a little bit different, maybe, than those types of things she creates content around online because Noelle actually has gone through her own grief in her life and something that I hear from a lot of you is that during the holiday season our grief amplifies it happens to me it happens to so many of us where we can find ourselves in this season where we feel like we're supposed to be feeling joy or our families are gathering and we notice there's an empty seat or two around the table and it can feel sad and we wonder well how can we honor those who we love and who we have lost while also moving forward And something that I have noticed Noelle do for a really long time is she creates magic in these areas of 
her life that I personally am so interested in hearing about how she's gotten to this place where she creates magic not just for herself but for her friends and now her daughter and her family but I just kind of want to pass it off to you for a second and see if you would give our listeners a background on how you grew up and what grief looked like for you growing up. Yeah. So I am from Louisiana and I lost my mom of colon cancer when I was seven. And that was a really, I remember watching my mom slowly pass away. And then when I was 16, my dad was going to bed one night and randomly had a massive heart attack and passed away that night. And I say that because I've experienced loss coming out of nowhere and I've also experienced loss gradually in both are at a young age. So now as an adult, it is a little different, but, you know, experiencing something that you didn't expect and then also something that you knew even as a kid was coming are two totally different experiences. And I just always say that because I'm like, they just are two totally different experiences. Yeah, they're very different experiences. But under all of it, has there been a feeling or something that has been similar or have both of those experiences just been completely different for you? They were completely different. This is not the same at all either. But my first animal that I had, which was my first baby to me, you know, as an adult, it was the first animal that I adopted which some people will not understand at all, was a bunny. And when he, bunnies are really temperamental and they usually when they get ill, they pass very, very quickly. And I even this past week was talking to a friend about him and I couldn't even talk about him because I started sobbing. So it just, I don't know, death always is different in every situation. But, you know, being seven and then being 16, was also a totally different situation and I don't even think the night when I the night that my mom passed away we went in and said goodbye to her and I was seven so I didn't really appreciate what was happening but I really only have two two to three memories really with my mom and that definitely is you know she was really sick she wasn't even really herself in that moment but that that is one of the memories that's really in my head whereas with my dad I have a lot more of those and being a mom now, that is something. For those of you who don't know too, I have a 17-month-old and that has also been such a different process to thinking about my mom at that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that part up because I would love to talk about that. Thank you, first of all, for sharing part of your yeah, story yeah. with us. And I actually think a lot of people are going to understand the pet grief more than yeah. you think because they become the special part of our family. There's so many memories and different milestones also that we attach with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it could be really hard. I also was thinking about developmentally, you know, the grief changes too. Your understanding changes when you are seven compared to your understanding and concept of death when you are 16. Yeah, even versus now. Yeah, yeah even versus now. It's just there's so many different layers to the grief that you've experienced and what you just said. And we were talking about this in her car before we started recording. But a couple of months ago, it was recently, I saw that Noelle had posted something about how being a mom now has made her view grief. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm going to let you take this away. But 
made her view grief from the lens of her mom of of you being able to have these memories with your daughter, yeah. but then feeling sad that, oh, was my mom sad that she missed out on this yeah. with me? There's so many layers. One of the biggest ones for me is the countdown of, so now she's almost a year and a half, thinking about how much time my mom would have had left with me mm-hmm. since I was seven. Like, I think that ever passing that birthday, I will get emotional talking about that because that will be both powerful and hard for me because in my head I almost see it sometimes as like a ticking clock even though I've gone and gotten a colonoscopy and as far as I know it's not you know I'm all good but it's always like this looming thing in your head where you think that you only have this certain amount of time and I've met other people who feel this way as well that have kids like once they reach this age that their parent passed because my mom also was there she was either 37 or 38 I always get it mixed up and you know I'm gonna be turning 32 I'm very bad with age I'm like am I turning 30 yes I'm turning 32 <laughs> we're just over I was born 30, in 91 I'm like anymore. yes and that too just like I show we were almost the same age having a baby and all these things but so that's like one layer another layer is there are so many times where I think about the future with ever or little memory and I just think about my mom like when she got diagnosed and when she was going through chemo all these things and picturing like all these memories that she I mean I'd like to think the beginning she was hopeful and that she thought she was going to make it through and then obviously as things worsened like she's just coming probably to terms with like all these things that she's not going to be a part of and and I think about that constantly like there are times where I can find it empowering isn't the right word but obviously when you're over your 30s and as you get older me and a lot of my friends will be like oh we're getting older getting old and we'll talk about that and I really have such a point of view where I I, getting old is such a privilege Mm -hmm. like my dad was 50 my mom was 37 38 and we're always I feel like especially women are always like oh we're getting older and I just see it as such a privilege to be able to get older and it and passing those milestones will be so big for me but with everything it's just I mean, even now I'm really close with my mother-in-law and being like, if my mom could be here too. Or for example, this week I got to meet some Rockettes and I was like, if my mom only knew my mom was a dancer, she was a dance teacher. Like she would think that was the coolest thing in the entire world. And I just constantly have these moments of realizing something. I was mid conversation with them before I even realized that my mom would think that was cool. And then I started getting really emotional and told them about it. But I... There are all these little moments in my other everyday life, in my motherhood journey. And I thought I knew on a level, but then when I had, there's so many things in my mind that I think of. I was born a week early. My daughter, Ever, was also born a week oh, early. Wow. And there were all these ways that I thought about my mom or memories that I missed out with my mom that had more to do with me. But now having Ever, I think about it from the point of view of a mom and as a mother and it's just a different perspective where I mourn more for her and the things that she got she didn't get to experience or that she missed out on or that I know as she was you know getting more sick I'm sure she thought about all of this too and I just think about what was going through her mind and I can't even bring myself to think about what I would think about in that situation and if that was happening but there's just big milestones. Obviously, the day that Ever was born, this was something that I was really thinking about too. And I don't know, it's just such a big, impactful 
thing to think about. But then then there's also a I feel honored for the time that I do get with ever. I actually have an older sister who whose mom also passed when she was really little too. And that was my dad's first wife and she also passed of cancer and I just think about you know how lucky I was to even have 7 years with her and there's just so many you know there's just so many layers to the thoughts of this journey in motherhood and for her that's a lot for you to carry I feel like also though to something I keep thinking about is you saying you feel like you have this clock and you don't know how it's going to be when ever reaches this same age that you were when your own mom passed and yeah. I think the anticipation of that can cause anxiety or for just, sure I, I mean that's so much Noelle that you carry something else that you said was that you know you were young when she passed away but now you're seeing her in a different way do you feel like motherhood has brought on a different maybe type of connection with your mom do you feel connected with her now in a different way like through the lens of motherhood than you did before or to be totally transparent, there's not even that much I know about my mom. And that's another thing that's come up. There's so many questions that I know I was born a week early, but I don't know what her birth experience was like. Mm. I don't know a lot of questions. I have this. She kept a calendar actually the first year I was born. And it has like little almost every single day. There's like a that journal. So in. Sweet. It's so sweet. And I think all the time how obviously she didn't know she was sick when she did that so it's just so meaningful to me to have that and I can see when I started taking my first steps and all these things based on this because cool. I don't really have anyone to ask those questions and I started doing a calendar like that and then I fell off doing it and then I'll be like oh my gosh like something could happen and then ever won't have ever won't have this thing that my mom did for me that was so amazing well, luckily I take pictures every day so then she kind of she would at least have that and yeah you I totally document just yeah yeah but it's in a different way yeah. but I always think about that and I think about I love the holidays I like live for the holidays you all of live. them live live <laughs> after this we're gonna link all of Noelle's socials below because and I just walked into her apartment in Brooklyn and I was like this is actually walking into a holiday no it, it's already decorated life. for it christmas insane. <laughs> i i'm like can i live here because this is a dream <laughs> no i literally live for the holidays and my mom did too and it's funny oh. because i just remember all this from my memories and obviously some of the little pictures that i do have were always like decked out for halloween and like all these different things but even for easter my mom would have all these like little easter trees i just have so many memories of her just going full out for all of the holidays it's and all so the seasons special. we even had a, i'm from louisiana again we even had a mardi gras tree that was like decorated with beads and everything like you have the little baby i just yeah the, about, like, the little babies, babies. <laughs> yes yeah exactly we would have that like everything she loved the holidays so that's something that i really love too and i i don't know i always feel close to her in that the tradition of that and doing that and there are so many other little thing like I'm vegetarian my mom was too I always wonder and it, it's just truly I've never liked meat so it really is there's just so many little things that I'm always like I wish I could talk to my mom about this yeah and I can get answers I guess but the decor is like a big one and I dance for 10 years but now I don't anymore I like to think I'm good at dancing but my friends would probably I didn't know that. That you, you on that I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you danced for that long but you said your mom was a dancer and teacher yeah yeah teacher. she was yeah yeah, she, I mean, that was like her whole life was dancing. She was also, she taught some art classes too, but she really loved dancing. But yeah, there's so many little ways that we kind of try to like honor her in 
traditions. I mean, even this is this is something that my aunt thought of for our wedding day, which obviously this isn't tied to like holidays, but for my wedding around my bouquet, she got me like a little locket and put a photo of each one of my parents inside of it. And so obviously it's like they, I I walk myself down the aisle, Mm -hmm. but really like, it's like they were with me in that moment, in that bouquet, like, you know, and that was really meaningful to me. And I think through, and I say that because through that and those experiences and those traditions, like I just find little traditions like that or little things like that really do help you feel more like they were there with you versus feeling what you don't have. Like obviously you're always going to feel what you don't have. And I got married in 2019. So now I'm at the point where I feel like now I'm at the motherhood point of my life. But I remember in that time when we were wedding planning, it was really hard for me all these experiences that people do and plan with their mom. Mm. I was doing it on my own and with my husband too, but it was just such a different experience than what I'm used to like seeing online or used to having my friends go through and all these other things. And that was really tough for me. And now it's the same kind of experience, but with, you know, when we first had ever, I didn't have my mom here to help us with anything and which would be you know, really hard I'm, it was really hard yeah <laughs> it was really really hard like some of the hardest days of my entire life and I've been through a lot and that was yeah there was one day where my mother-in-law who I love so so much and I feel like there are so many ways where I'm like I've been blessed with you know there are, there are signs that I'm you know being paid back in other ways and my mother-in-law wrote us this email and she had to have known us right when we needed it and she wrote just this really meaningful it was just so beautiful and Danny and I probably we're probably like five six days in averaging like one hour of sleep night we're reading the email we just start sobbing because it's exactly what we needed to read and hear and I was so thankful in that moment but no, to get back to the traditions thing, though, they're just so I, I love traditions. I'm like big on it. Danny, my husband, always says that I basically start with like 20 traditions, especially having ever. I had this really long list of traditions that I wanted to have. And then he was like, you, you need to this is <laughs> you like you got to rein it back. You got to rein it back. <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest things that makes me feel connected to my mom is just just that having traditions and decorating like alone were she lived for that. She loved it. And I and I live for it. I love it, too. And I feel like there's just a part of that within me that I got from her. And it just, I don't know, it brings me a lot of joy. I also have all my childhood ornaments. There's so many little things that I overlook. Yeah, I have a few too. ornaments from my childhood, like my first, second, and like third birthday that I put on our tree. And I show them to Ever and being able to show her that. And I do, I, I have these like weird, vivid memories of looking at them on our tree. So... It's just so such a wild connection to think of looking at something when I was little and then being able to show it to ever knowing that my mom picked this thing out for me. It's just a very like full circle moment. It's really special. As I'm sitting here listening to you share this, I feel really honored to be having this conversation with you because these memories that you have with your mom, like I can feel how special they are and how special they were. I have a question because I think that there's a lot of people who go through grief and either we lean in and we want to continue the connection forward or it can feel too painful. And so I know a lot of people who are like, 
well, we don't really celebrate holidays anymore because it's too sad or too hard or we don't want to deal with the feelings that are hard that can also be brought up. Is there something that you can pinpoint that you've done to be able to move forward in this way? Or is this just how you've always coped with your grief? No, definitely. So I moved to New York when I was 18. And there were a few years there where I never went home because I think I mm. couldn't deal with like I I have like a whole I have an evil stepmom like like background, mm. too. So there's like a whole thing. That's there. also a lot. Yeah. But it made me not want to go home and for the holidays. And that was really and I didn't for probably at least the first three years. And I remember I should have gone home, but I think I was just scared of like there was family I hadn't seen in a long time. I didn't feel connected to them. I, you know, everybody else goes with like their parents and everything. And I just didn't want to face that. And instead, I would be sitting in New York in like my apartment that was probably tinier than this car and would just be sobbing because I felt so like so alone. And in the beginning of living in New York, it's really hard to make friends. That's a whole other thing. But I basically hard I had no friends to go be with in New York. And I also felt like I couldn't go home. I also couldn't really afford to fly home. There were a lot of layers to everything happening then. But I then, you know, a few years later, I met my now husband. And for the first time ever, I felt like I had something that felt like a, like a family, like a family unit. It was just us. And then... About a year and a half later, we got our bunny, who I was talking about before. Mm -hmm. And that was really, I mean, Monty was like our child. And slowly, as things started to feel more like a family, then, and also I like love his family. His his sister lives down the street from us now, my sister-in-law. And like, this has all just helped me heal a lot of those Mm. family wounds by now having, you know, my own little... I started to build my own New York family and now I just have actually my own family through marriage and everything. But like I kind of started to picture and I always do. I just picture my parents, especially my mom. And again, talking about all the things that she loved, just being so like smiling and picturing us all together like they wouldn't want they wouldn't have wanted that. They want that to be happening. They want me to be like, you know, having all these amazing memories with my family and all these things and that is such a big you know I and I'm not perfect I don't go home to Louisiana every year because in a lot of ways it is really hard for me and I feel like that's actually a big part of why I have honestly if I'm analyzing it right now in this real moment that probably is a big part of why I have such strong roots now in New York and why I you know I I never even imagined like Moving back to Louisiana, I never even saw that as like what I was going to be doing in my future. And I think a big part of that is because there's all these like, you know, haunting memories in some type of way. One Christmas, we actually drove and like sat outside of the house that I grew up in. And I was really excited to go see. And I remember when we pulled up, I just started sobbing because I was overwhelmed with the feeling of being there. So there's just for me, the thing that I needed to focus on was my family in this moment and time and like that has helped heal me tremendously there's work I can do for sure with my family and in back where I'm from for sure that I think still has some of those you know painful memories or the feelings of what I'm missing in my life that Mm -hmm. other people have and that is definitely very 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 real but for me personally 
it has healed me so much like focusing on my own family and having ever my daughter has just changed my life in so many ways but one of the biggest ways is being able to just have my family and being able to heal these wounds from all of these like memories that I don't have or all these I can't even put into words what the feeling is it's just such a it's such just it's just such a crazy feeling well and it's like now those memories that you maybe didn't have or that you have forgotten you now are able to create them in a different way so it's like this moment where you're able to honor your parents in a way where you can move forward with them by honoring the past while also building a future that feels good and happy and full of joy and that's what healing is so yeah. that feeling you're feeling is probably without me putting words in your mouth this the feeling that comes from healing it doesn't mean that we don't miss the people who we have lost and and love but it means that we carry them with us as we continue to build this future and i think that what you're saying right now i don't even know if you recognize how powerful it is especially for people listening of things were hard and i don't have these certain memories and a lot happened and still I'm building and I'm rebuilding and I'm building these memories with my now family that is bringing healing. And I I think a lot of times with grief, especially when you're right in the middle of it, it feels like you're going to feel that way forever. And that that's the only feeling that you're ever going to have. But what you are saying is I'm also building this beautiful life with these people that I love by carrying on traditions that connect me to my past and my my present no they mingle together it's not like one is the other I mean you might there are seasons I always Mm -hmm. say that with everything there's seasons of feeling one way and then there's seasons of feeling the other but for me it's it's kind of a constant like dance of the two but that's so healthy. Like, I'm like, do you yeah. even know how healthy that is? No, because, I feel like I don't. Because people, <laughs> people, it's hard to feel both. We, usually we just want to numb it and, and not feel any of the hard stuff. Yeah. So we just either try to feel the good stuff or nothing, but you can't feel the good without feeling yeah. the hard, the longing, the missing, the the sadness, the... A just, lot of what ifs, like a, a lot, lot of what, what ifs. ifs. Yeah. yeah, but you have to feel both so that you can feel both because otherwise you just go numb. Yeah. And so from my perspective, I just want to tell you that you're doing a really good job. Like I'm sitting here, I've been trying not to cry this whole time because (laughs) Oh my God. I'm I'm so proud of you. And I know that I've never met your parents, but I can only imagine, Noel, how proud of you they are like I yeah I don't even know what else to say beyond I just know (laughs) that they have to be so proud of you and the fact that you are giving ever now this version of a mother who has gone through hard things and still chooses to show up to create this magic for her so that she also can carry it on and and know these parts of your family who she didn't meet in person, but she's going to feel throughout her life. Yeah. That is the most beautiful form of love and healing that it's hard to find. 
words for. So I want to ask you one more thing before. Yeah. We... I want to say food is another thing. I, ha- I have an oh. aunt that I was very close to. And every Thanksgiving, I make every single... Oh, Except for one Jello thing that she made that I don't like, but almost every <laughs> single thing that I loved of hers, I make and I feel her in those meals. Like That's even really even cool. with my friends, like that we're always like shout out to Aunt Linda, like I love you so <laughs> Aunt much, Aunt Linda. You live on through all of your amazing <laughs> recipes. I, I she was amazing. That- she. Had- that's she was so very cool. similar taste to mine, so I just always think about her every year. She she passed away two years ago, and I always think about that. That's so so you just you have figured out how to carry these people you love, yeah, with you, and that is one of the most beautiful. Yeah, I think that I, I just want to say because I know you have a question for me. I think that's one of the biggest ways to carry on. For example, I actually just got this video that was with Taylor Swift and it was her with her grandma. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Okay. You it's need like to these send this it's like me. these baby clips of her. She's she's like one year old playing the piano with her grandma. Marjorie? Yeah, yeah. With the song Marjorie. Is. And she's a bit Noelle's a big Swifty also by yes, the way, which yeah. we love. <laughs> yeah, but I I guess two days ago it would have been her ninety fifth birthday. And it's crazy to see these in the if there's like Taylor Swift songs that nod to like things with her grandmother and all these things and it's crazy to see these clips of her as like a one-year-old banging Mm -hmm. on the piano Mm -hmm. with her grandmother and it's all these like a few of these like little home video clips and the reason I say that is I think you know for her she feels so connected to her grandmother through music Mm -hmm. because it clearly was like something that they shared together and and that I think you have to find those ways, whether that's like through memories that you have with that person, through things that you did together, through things that they love that maybe you didn't love, finding that, you know, the joy that they found in something and bringing that into your own life is so, for me, that's just so impactful. And that's one of the biggest ways that I honor the people that have passed that I love. That's really special. Thank you for sharing this. Com- I feel like we could talk about five thousand things. For we the next could. We really could. Hours. I'm an. I'm an open book in that <laughs> I could talk about so many different things I'm for like, a okay. million hours. I'm like, okay, when are we planning New York trip round two so we can come up and do the next uh, podcast? Yeah, together, we but- could talk about moving to New York. We could talk about there's so many. Yeah, postpartum life, making friends. I oh, mean, so many, truly, so many things. You're, you're a wise early 30 year old <laughs> like all right no I always say all. that's what happens when your parents die when you're younger that's is you you have trauma. to be very yes when you have trauma you be you it makes you very wise yeah okay so my last question for you yes is I know that there are people listening as we're going into the holidays that they're hurting and they might feel anxious about the holiday coming up because they know there's going to be empty places they're not sure how to move forward they were sitting in this car with us right now what is something that you would tell them there's so many things i would say to you what one is that the the universe owes you big time the Mm. second one is that it's okay to feel sad and low but just remember that there are so many people in your life that love you and want to be with you and want to remember whoever it is that you lost in your life with you and want to help you through that time. And it's okay to take the season of, you know, low and sadness and and feel that. And that's a very real season. But then start 
trying to find ways to honor that person. They would want you to show up. If you actually have family that you really love being there for and you want to spend time with them, that person wants to see you with that family, spending Mm -hmm. time with them, making those memories, continuing on. They would be looking down, smiling at you. And, And that's like a visual that I always is very real for me is that. And just find little, it doesn't have to be like some crazy thing in the beginning, like find some little way to honor that person in your life. And again, like I said before, it could be a recipe if they really love to cook. It could be if there was some trip that they did every year and you start, you know, maybe you need to wait a year or two, but then you start going on that trip again. Or there's a memory of a place and you can't go there anymore, but eventually you're going to be able to go there again and honor them. And I say that as someone who, I mean, I couldn't visit my dad's tombstone for a really long time. And it's easy to sit in this position of being like I'm a this is really hard and I don't want to do this and it is really hard and I understand not not wanting to do it but I think if you push yourself to figure out the ways that could connect you back to that person even though they're not physically here with you to do that to challenge yourself to do that I think that you'll find it surprising that it makes you feel close to that person again and it makes you have some sort of like connection to them again and it's I mean you want those memories to live on you know you want to have that connection if you don't if you don't express it there's never going to be in whatever way it is there's never going to be a way that you actually are living life showing like your life has no reflection of showing that that person meant you know everything to you that's so good but that's so true. If you don't, if you're just like they, they pass and that life is so hard to live. Again, I, I sympathize with that, and I feel like there's a certain amount of time. But then I think it's really good to challenge yourself to find little ways, whatever that may be, to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. For yeah, yeah. Having this conversation. Thank you for having with us. me. This has been. So good. Seriously, we need to plan round two. And then, in yeah, the future, I could please. I could talk about gonna, so many things. <laughs> you're so I I'm just I appreciate your openness and your wisdom that you shared. And for all of you who have joined us today, thank you for being here. I know that like this work, this conversation, this isn't the easy stuff to always talk about. But I'm proud of you for showing up to do the work to have these conversations so that you can feel good and that you can feel better. And as the holiday season continues, I hope you know that we love you and proud of you. And until I see you again next week, take good care of yourself. I'm so honored you joined us for this episode of the Healing Her podcast, where healing isn't just a destination. It's an empowering, transformative adventure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss brand new episodes each Tuesday. And if you're ready for more tangible tools, make sure you grab my best-selling book, I Am Here, wherever books are sold or in the link in the show notes below. Take good care of yourself until I see you again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.